I am so excited to have Kathy Wagner on the show today. I call her the profit lady because that is exactly what she does. She helps retailers make more money, have more profits, and she is giving actual steps on how you can do that in this episode. KPIs that you can be monitoring to make sure that you are paying the right amount for big expenses that you have as a retailer. She also shares some really awesome resources for staying up to date in the ever-evolving and changing world of retail. Love one specific thing that she does to compare and watch trends and really stay ahead of the game. And Kathy is also going to share a story how one of her retailers made $30,000 in six hours. Plus this specific tactic has ripple effects to generate even more sales and happy customers. You're going to want to tune in. There's so much more that we talk about in this episode, like packed with value. I'm stoked for you to be here to listen in. Before we get to the episode, let me tell you a little bit more about Kathy. As a former retail store owner, Retail Mavens founder Kathy Donovan Wagner learned how to master numbers to go from near bankrupt to owning three successful multi-million dollar stores. Kathy now uses her cutting edge expertise in retail and consumer behavior to help thousands of independent retailers increase sales and improve cash flow using her proven profit breakthrough system. Together with the Retail Mavens team, she guides retailers to more profit, better sleep, and living a life they love through powerful group and private coaching programs, industry speaking events, and a thriving online community. Kathy is one of my dear friends. I've known her for many years in the industry. She's going to be a speaker at our conference, Evolve, and I am just so excited for her to be my first guest on the show. Let's dive into the episode. Welcome to Rooted in Retail, the show that's dedicated to helping independent retailers thrive in today's ever-evolving retail landscape. I'm your host, Crystal Vilkaitis, and I'm thrilled to have you join me weekly as we explore topics that are vital to the success of your store. From marketing to mindset, money to merchandising, sales to leadership, we'll cover it all. Each episode features interviews with industry experts and accomplished retailers who share their real-life insights and actionable advice. Get ready for a great conversation on how to build your dream business with Rooted in Retail. Kathy, the profit lady, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Crystal. I'm so honored to be here. Yes, Kathy is my first guest on Rooted in Retail, which we are so excited about. I couldn't think of a better person to have as my first guest, and we have so much to talk about. Uh, so we're going to dive right in. Kathy, you are super rooted in retail. Before starting <laughs> yes. Retail Mavens 24 years ago, you also had three stores. So what made you want to open a store? Oh my gosh, it was a total accident. I had worked my whole life. I'd always had a job of some sort, right? But um, somehow I had just never worked retail. Isn't that weird? And so I had graduated from college. I was actually, um, I actually was um, waiting to hear from medical school applications. And I met a guy in um, my Lamaze class who had a toy, who had a kid's store in the town that I was living in. And uh, we became friends and, and, um, and he's like, uh, he's like, so, hey, would you ever be interested in working? I was like, yeah, sure. If I can bring my daughter in with me. And so, oh my gosh, I loved it. And I was like, I loved helping people find solutions to their problems. And, and I became that annoying and that annoying employee who was like, you know what you should do, David? This is what you should do without having any idea, you know, about anything. Finally, he said to me, you know what I think you should do? I think you should just open your own store. And so actually, <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> 
That is amazing, Kathy. I love that you're just like, okay, I'll do it then. I'm going to open a store. So did, was it also a toy store? Like what kind of store was it? No, so I'm sorry. He had a kid's store. And so um, that was just kids. And I thought one of the things, one of the opportunities he was missing was being able to offer more than just clothing because people would come in for gifts all the time and all he had was clothing. And so um, when we opened our store, actually, what was super fun about it is that at the time, it was um, it was a true lifestyle store. It was like a kid's anthropology. And at the time, nobody did things like that. So we had we had clothing and we had toys. We had birthday party supplies. We had hard goods. We had kids, not, not hard but like fun hard goods, kind of like what you'd call novelty hard goods, like not um, not strollers and car seats, but fun kids' tables and chairs and stuff. And so, um, yeah, so it was completely different from what was out there at the time. So it was fun. Very innovative of you because you had your you had your stores for thirteen years. Do yeah. you miss it? So um, what I honestly have to tell you, so that little part of my story is that, so I did really like the store. I mean, I really loved it and was so excited to start it and everything. And then um, we opened our first store. My sister and I did it together and we were so successful right out of the gate. We were sure we were geniuses. We, you know, (laughs) obviously. Uh, we weren't even open 12 months when we decided we had to open up our second store because if one store was good, well, two stores would have to be so much better, right? Except they weren't. <laughs> and, um, and the economy changed and, uh, things changed. And what was work, what would work in the first store was no longer working in the second store, nor was it working in the first store. And really, we didn't have tools to deal with the changing economy and, and didn't know what else to do. And so we were almost, so we got to the point where we were almost bankrupt. And I tried to borrow money from my godfather thinking, how can he turn me down? He certainly loves me. I'm his godchild, you know? And, um, he said, Kathy, I love you. But, um, uh, you know, I brought him all these plans, all these numbers, all this stuff. He says, but you don't really know your numbers. I mean, you have a lot of numbers here, but you don't know your numbers. I was so angry. I drove home. I can remember being so angry about it. And I drove home realizing I had a choice. And I really encourage retailers to think about it, that you have a choice. You can either, if you're not getting the results you want, you don't have to keep doing what you're doing. There are other things you could do. And so I can remember driving home, like literally where I was on the road when I was thinking, okay, do I want to get out of retail? And I realized, no, that I really didn't want it, that it wasn't an ego thing for me, but that I didn't want to leave retail yet. I really wasn't done. I wanted to figure this out. And so, um, yeah, so I really dug in and was determined to prove him wrong and, um, and uh, hired an expert because uh, yeah it's because when you don't know what else to do if you just keep trying to do the same things it's like that what is that my my favorite einstein quote you know you're hitting you know when you do the same things over and over again it's a definition of insanity but um but how often i know it's not just true for me i know it's true for you too how often you're doing that and you don't see it yourself because in your head oh no this is a different idea oh no no you're not understanding this is different but is it really, you know? And so, so um, that's what was so helpful was getting an outside perspective. Because the one other thing I say about this is that when you're in the picture, like if you're holding the edges of the frame and you're in that picture, you can't see it. You can't see the picture when you're in the frame. And um, and so we hired an outsider, right? And they and it was amazing to and then he and he pointed out things that I hadn't seen before, right? So it was super helpful, super helpful. I love it. I say that all the time. You can't see the picture when you're in the frame. It's so incredibly true. We just don't know what we don't know. And you're just so in it. So then what happened? So you were feeling this frustration and this anger, and then you hired somebody to turn it around. And then, then you, and you had your stores for 13 years. Did you decide 
what made you then take that that pivot and start Retail Mavens? Well, so this was about three or four years in is when, when we had all these issues, when we had finally given up. And so, um, so I really dug in and I learned and I did things. Um, I also added to what he was doing and I changed things around. A lot of this information just wasn't available. And, it, and honestly, it's still true. You can't find a lot of this information for specifically independent retailers. Like the retail stats and stuff you see don't apply to individual store owners, you know? And so, um, so, um, so, so we were able to turn everything around and actually opened a third store and um, gosh, it was fabulous. I had four kids and three stores. I wasn't working weekends anymore. I was just loving my retail life. And I'd go to trade shows and you know, you're talking to people around the tables, having a bite to eat or whatever. And they would have so many issues. And, and I became really passionate. I would find myself wanting to sit there and just help people. And my sister kept being like, we've got buying to do, like, come <laughs> on, you know, but um, I really enjoyed doing that much more than I enjoyed doing the buying. And so um, that's what, that's what led me to, to finally sell the stores and to, uh, to just be able to focus on, in on that and really helping retailers to, um, to, to not have, to not have to struggle as much as I did. I like to say that boy, in all those years I did it, I made more than enough mistakes for everybody. And so um, I, I, I made these mistakes so that you don't have to. Like, that's how I look at it. <laughs> well, thank you for doing that for all of us because we need that help. <laughs> but what a beautiful story. I love that you found this new kind of passion within you of talking to these retailers and really helping support them. And you do such an amazing job supporting them. And will you share what what is something that you absolutely love about working with retailers through Retail Mavens? The um. Well, it's interesting. A client actually named me Retail Mavens because she said that, she said, do you know what the definition of a maven is? Like, like, and I said, no, I have no idea. And she said, it's someone who's super passionate about something and wants to share that information and help other people, you know, like raise the boats, help other people also become more successful. And that's exactly how I felt about it. And listen, when I had my stores, my store was not a hobby store. Um, about three years in, when the store started to go, was starting, I was started going bankrupt and everything. My husband and I at the time got divorced. And so I had two kids. I was a single mom. And, um, so my paycheck counted. It mattered. Um, and I felt like there weren't a lot of people that were necessarily in my position. Um, and that, but so what could I do? How could I do this? And so this is actually what I'm super passionate about is it's shocking to me, not shocking to me, like that sounds negative and I don't mean that to sound negative, but it just never ceases to amaze me the how many people end up not paying themselves. And I, I know because I was like that too, right? I mean, like I would take the bare minimum that I needed because I would just keep pouring money into the store, just keep thinking, oh my gosh, this next season, everything's going to turn around, you know? Um, and, um, and it's just, I say all the time now and, and all the, and the speeches I give and stuff, like, you know, when I talk to trade shows and such, I'll say to people that, you know, you don't open a retail store as planning for it to be a nonprofit organization. <laughs> That's not true. And yet how often we end up there really, really smart people end up in that situation because to your point, they just don't know what they don't know. And so, that's truly what my um, what my mission is about it because um, sure I love numbers and so but the point is that unless you know your numbers you're not going to be able to pay yourself and you deserve to be paid and I tell you the other thing I get so passionate about so passionate about is that people 
the reason why you deserve to be paid is because if you're not paid, you're going to get burnt out. You can't keep giving and giving like you have to do with people unless you feel like you're getting rewarded by it, right? And sure, like all the attaboys and all the smiles and all the, oh my gosh, thank you so much for your help from, from, from customers is so important, but, and, but you can't afford to get burned out because don't you find that it's so true that our store owners, like they don't appreciate how much they give to their communities. They don't appreciate like the impact that they're having on all these people. And I got to see it when, when I, so when I decided to sell the store, my sister bought, bought the stores and, um, oh my gosh, like, so, you know, we announced about, I think four months or so before I left, well, I got to hear all these stories from people of ways that I had impacted them. And I had no idea, no idea. This one teenager comes in and says to me that she could remember so clearly how I helped her mom find these these PJs with toys on them because that morning on Christmas morning they um, her parents surprised them and they were taking them all to Disney World and she said your PJs were such a critical component of that story she said and I know it doesn't even make sense but those two things are just so locked in my head like there's no way you know that and I know don't you know that's so true of all of our of all of our store owners oh it's so true and it gives me chills Kathy because it it is something that is so small in a way, like you're just, you're selling product, right? But can have such a big impact. And the only way that you were told some of this stuff is that you were saying, Hey, I'm going to be leaving here. And then, you know, people start saying it. And that's something that I try to speak up when people have had an impact on me to say something because I don't want to be someone who, Oh, I wish I would have said, you know, how that really helped me. I think that we all could do more of that because we just don't know. But to your point, those are so meaningful and so amazing to hear, but they also don't pay the bills. So let's talk about paying yourself. You are obviously a speaker at my conference Evolve, which is happening in April 2023. And Kathy is talking about how to pay yourself, how to give yourself a raise. And so we're not going to give the whole topic away, but I do, I was hoping you would share one way we can talk a little bit, a little teaser of the topic of how our retailers can give themselves more money because these people are the hardest working. They put so much blood, sweat, and tears, show up for their community, for their team, for their family, not for themselves all the time. Uh, but how can they pay themselves more money? Well, and I also want to give a plug for your conference because I think that because and exactly actually the way I'm going to talk about it just now is exactly how I know your whole conference is going to be. So I'm going to right now give a couple of concrete examples that people can use. And then we're going to touch on a few things that I think I think that will truly help somebody evolve into the next level because you can know things and you can know strategies and and actions, but but sometimes unless you um, have the, um, unless you're, hmm, how can I say this? Unless you're taking action on it in the right way, you don't get the results you want. You're not changing anything. And so that's what I love about your whole theme about this whole evolving, because I know, I know you're, I know you're, um, you know, I know Mark Schaefer and, and I know um, Nicole and Ryla and they're, um, that's what they do is that they really dig into how to get change out of people. And so that's, and that's the same way that I look at this. So, so let me, let me, without further ado, let me share a couple things. So the thing I'll tell you first off is that the thing I couldn't find anywhere is I never knew exactly how much money I needed in order to make sure that everything was covered. And how did I know if I was paying the right amount of money and things? And so I found that what I was doing was just putting all my efforts into just continually trying to make more money. But then I just, but then 
I somehow never ended up. My sales were growing, but I somehow never ended up with more money in my pocket. And it's because there's a couple of KPIs about your numbers that you can't ignore. Um, the first one, well, and this is really is truly kind of in, well, no, I, I'm going to give it to you from lowest to highest. So rent, for example, should be about 10% of your sales. If it's not, you've got to find a way to make it work because you're like, uh, because if you're, if it's much more than that, it puts it out of whack and you can't carry your other expenses. Your team payroll, and this, this can vary um, based on the amount of sales, this team payroll thing that I'm about to, the number that I'm about to share with you. So don't hesitate to reach out if you guys have any, have any specific information for your business. But for most stores under a million dollars, your team in sales, your team payroll should be about 10% of the sales also. All right. And then the biggest number is your cost of goods. And you should look at your last year, look at it for a year, don't do it for a month, look at it for a year and look at how much you spent on inventory and take that number, just inventory, not, not, um, not like on your, like your, on your, on your profit and loss, your, um, accountant will also list other things as cost of goods. They might list packaging. They might list shipping and such, but I'm just looking at the cost of your inventory. So take that number and divide it by your sales and it shouldn't be more than 48%. Again, this is true for about 95% of the stores. There's a few industries where it's a, just a few industries where it's a little different, but um, that's huge. I mean, so, so the thing is, is you have to get those things in alignment. So if you don't have those things in alignment, then, um, then that could be the reason why you're not paying yourself regularly and why you can't give yourself a pay, a raise. And that for sure was the first part for me was getting those numbers in alignment. But then, and I've seen it happen with my clients too, but then there are times when you get all those numbers in alignment and things just still aren't quite happening. And, and I tell you, it's mindset things. And I used to think that a lot of mindset, like you'd hear that word and I honestly would shut down numbers and numbers are numbers. I just need the numbers, but I've seen it happen with so many people where the numbers were right. And it happened to me too, at first that my numbers were right, but somehow I still wasn't paying myself. And I see now how I would end up self-sabotaging in other ways. So like those numbers would be in alignment, but then I decide, oh, you know what I need? I really need a big new display for this, blah, blah, blah. And I would invest the money into that. And I'm not saying that and it didn't seem like a bad decision, but then it kept happening and kept happening. And a friend of mine said, listen, but, and are you paying yourself enough? And I was like, no, I'm I, no, I'm still not getting enough of a paycheck. Well, do you think it's because you're buying all this stuff, you know? And what I realized is that I wasn't really valuing what I did enough. I really wasn't valuing myself and the, and the skills and the creativity that I brought to the business enough. And boy, if you had told me that, I would have said, yes, I do. I'm worthy. I think I'm worthy, you know, but my actions so clearly showed that I didn't think that. Hey, are you a retail store owner who wants to increase your foot traffic, website traffic, sales, profitability, brand awareness, any of those? If you said yes to any or all, then I would love to see you at my in-person marketing conference called Evolve happening April 26th and 27th, 2023 at the Gaylord Rockies in Denver, Colorado. 
join other retailers like you who really want to grow their business and have a plan for growing. So it's more simple to see those results. You'll hear from keynote speakers, amazing breakout speakers, myself and my team. I would love to see you in the room. And just because you're a Crystal and Corked listener, you can save $400 off of your ticket by using the code uncorked at crystalmediaco.com slash evolve. That's crystalmediaco.com slash evolved using the code uncorked all lowercase. I hope to see you there so we can evolve your marketing business and life together. Oh, this is so good, Kathy. Okay. And here's the deal. I feel like what ends up happening as well is we, we do, we just put other things in front of ourselves and it's like, Oh, well, that's good enough. Or I'm making enough. I, you know, I really just want to keep for, but if you, if you don't stop, I feel like if you don't stop and really think about like investing in yourself and in your future, number one, that burnout word, man, that's going to just, it's going to get you because you're going to wake up one day and be like, well, I've just been paying myself enough. And something might come up where you do need savings for something. You might look back and be like, what have I created? What have I established for myself? Like what kind of investment? I was lucky enough when I first started my business to work with a mentor, Patricia Norens, who was, we got me to a place that was good with sales that then I could start um, contributing to a retirement account. But I probably wouldn't have done that without her advisement. And so you have to really think about those things and set yourself up for the future financially, pay yourself first, taking care of yourself. And then you could buy the fancy display and do some of those other things. But I think that we often have it reversed. Like I'll get to paying myself or enough is fine. Um, and I just want to like say this again. Take action because Kathy just said 10% for rent, 10% for payroll. And then uh, I think clarity, like there's so much power and clarity. Where are you today? It can be uh, so eye opening on what you're spending. Um, such good tips, Kathy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, and I also find that some people thought that by not paying themselves, that they were actually doing a favor for their store, that they were actually investing in their store because they weren't paying themselves. But I can tell you that, of course, I can understand that thinking. Like I said, really smart people make this mistake, but you have to be able to have enough money set aside at home. You have to be able to have money for it. Well, first of all, for the, the way the process we lead them through is that first they have to make sure that they have a, um, you know, have a, a this word I'm looking for, you know, a fund, like a safety net. Like you have to have that, you have to have that set aside um, at the store and at home and then, and then start paying into your retirement. And then after that, you can then see about buying the big new displays. Did I need that new display? Did that display really increase my sales? Not as much as, not as much as my, my um, self, my value of myself and my, um, and my, my peace of mind was increased by, by doing those other things instead, right? By taking action, making sure that I paid for myself and took care of myself and my family, you know? And that's why I get so, um, that's why I get so passionate about this because I just, I made the same mistake. It, ha it happens so easily. You just go down this little, down this little path, you know? Totally. Um, it's so easy. You get so caught up in working in the business and doing all the things that you really, you can forget about yourself and just keep running. That's why I love, I, you know, that's why I love, 
that we have a prophet lady on the show. I don't know if you like that I call you that, but like I really, it's how I describe you to everybody because you have, you help people have more profits. Um, speaking of, you had, I love, oh my gosh, Kathy, you don't know this. I binge watched your YouTube channel because <laughs> you have such good content on your show. And there's like, there's a lot that I don't know about retail because I'm so much in marketing and social media and that side of it. And I have a lot of curiosities about pricing and inventory and trends and all sorts of stuff. So like your next video led me to the next one. Like you, so check out Kathy's YouTube channel because she has such great content on there. But something that you recently talked about was a client. You helped a client generate 30 thousand dollars pretty quick and pretty easy. She had some resistance to it, but will you please tell our listeners how, how she did that? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Cause honestly, it also dovetails into this whole mindset about paying yourself, right? Yeah. So her sales were down, her sales were down. She had done everything. She had re-merchandise. She had changed the front windows. She had, you know, done her email. She'd done her Facebook live. She had done all of her social media. She had done her emails. And for some reason, just nothing was hitting. And this had gone on a couple of weeks. And I said to her, I said, have you reached out to your thumbs, like your top customers? I always talk about how if you have 10 customers coming to your website or walking through your front door of those 10 customers, Customers, only two, only two out of 10, only 20% are your, they're going to be responsible for 80% of your business every time without fail. I didn't believe it when it was first told to me. And I actually looked at my, looked at my client list and added it up. And it's true. Um, and other clients have done the same thing. So, uh, so my point is, is your thumb. So I said to her, I said, you know what it's time to do? You have to pick up your phone and call your thumbs. And, um, and she's like, oh no, I don't want to bother them. I said, you don't understand. This is two out of the 10 people. So you're hearing from all these eight people, right? I'm not telling you to call these eight people. These are the people who really care about you. They care about your store. They want to support you. They're the people who they, they want to hear from you. You're not bothering them. I promise you. And she just didn't value herself enough. She just felt like she couldn't see how it wasn't bothering them. She couldn't see how it, um, how it wouldn't be an intrusion on their time. She couldn't see how they would welcome. They want to know what's going on. I mean, it was really getting kind of desperate, you know? And so, so I, so I told you, you've got to make these phone calls. I said, it's going to make all the difference in the world. And she kept fighting and kept fighting. She's like, well, what happens if, um, if I call somebody and they get mad at me and tell me never to call them again? Apologize. Say, I'm so sorry. I won't. I'll take your, I won't, I won't bother you again. Um, and so I, she's like, okay, well, what happens if someone says, um, and she came up with all these things. And so, right. I mean, it was all about, yeah, right. Of course. I don't want to bother you. No big deal. And, and, um, I said, honestly, the majority of the time you're going to end up just leaving um, messages. It's not going to be anything else, you know, because most people won't be, uh, most people won't be, um, answering their phones. You know, they don't answer their phones. So she, um, so, so, um, this was on a Friday afternoon. So on um, Monday, uh, she texted me to say that, um, Kathy, she said, I took the list of my top hundred customers. I went into the, went into the, uh, my bedroom and I called each and every one of them. And not one person, not one person said that I annoyed them. And I told her, I said that for all the years and decades I've been doing this, nobody has ever had someone tell them that nobody has ever said that. And they are also grateful and they were grateful that I, and you're not just calling to say, Hey, Hey, this is Crystal from Crystal Media. I can't, and come on in. We have all this new stuff to show you. We'd love to, I'd love to show you this new stuff. Goodbye. No, 
And you're not like talking like that. You're like, hey, I see you bought this and this. Hey, you know, we just got these in and it made me think of you. I think you, I'd love to see you come in the store because then I'd love to share with you these new sweaters we got in or this new toy. I think your son might love it. So it was a personal phone call. And um, from that call, she said, it was incredible. She said, I, I felt so joy filled all day Sunday because all these people were just honestly showering me with love. And, she, and then she was able to attribute. So I told her to keep track of all the people you called and write down and see how much money she said. She said those six hours of phone calls resulted in over thirty thousand dollars of business over the next couple of weeks. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's huge. Six hours, 30 K. And I feel like there's ripples of that too, of your clients being like, wow, look at this personal service. I have an experience that happened to me when I was living in California. My mom was visiting and I took her to our downtown area in Carlsbad and took her shopping. And we got her some new outfits. And I was on the hunt for jeans, but I didn't find anything. And one of the local boutiques two weeks later called me and said, Hey, I know you were looking for some jeans. We got some in. Also, I got some new tops that I feel like your mom would love because she took notes on like what she bought, the style. And I, I'm not a phone person. Like if you text me, I'm going to answer. If you call me, I rarely will. But she left that voicemail and I was like blown away by that customer service. I felt special and it elevated it. So to the point of like, you're not bothering your customers, you're actually creating a more professional, personalized experience that does work and drives people in and and people buy. I love that story, Kathy. And I think if anyone's like me, man, ooh, the pressure of like calling people and I I sweat. So I'd be like sweating and nervous. And but I think you just have to get through the first couple. And then like your client said, people showering you with love, it's going to give you that momentum to keep going. Well, and I think the other, listen, I'll be honest. I'm not crazy about making phone calls either. I never have been. I'm still not. I'm just not crazy about it. Um, but, but the thing I'll tell you is that when you know you have to make phone calls. So like in our store, we required every person to call 10 people a day. Well, when you know you have to do that, then you start paying attention to everything people are saying because it's easy to make a phone call to say, Hey, Crystal, I know you're in looking at jeans. I've got some in now as opposed to just calling you out of the blue. Right. So when that's part of your culture, it's, it becomes so easy. It becomes so easy. And plus, then you take it one step further, which is saying saying to you, so I, you come in looking for jeans, you don't end up finding anything. I can say to you, you know what, would you like me to give you a call when the neck, when we get our next shipment in? And you're going to say nine times out of 10, you're going to say yes. You might get some people that say no, so no big deal. But nine times out of 10, you're going to say yes. And I'll tell you, if you don't call that person back, you've broken a promise to them. Mm, yep. So it really helps cement it in your head that, you know, that, oh, yeah, okay, so I have to call these people back when it comes in. So it makes a, such a huge difference. It makes such a huge difference. And it's, um, it yeah, people really love that. They love that personalized touch. They do. Yeah, you got to keep your commitments to those clients. So if you're going to call, you've got to call. And right. it makes me what I love that we're talking about this. I'm developing some new content about old world and new world marketing strategies. And I, as you know, I love wine. So I kind of like the old world, new world um, play there. But like clienteling and picking up the phone is very old world. But I, what I've been talking about lately is when people zig, you should zag. So if everybody is on social and is, you know, really going heavy, and I'm not saying don't do that does work, but can you think of other ways that's going to work for your business and your clients to stand out that other people are not doing. You zag. And I feel like 
calling is just one of those things and a way to really stand out and level up. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's true. Kathy, we're going to go into our resilience round. This is oh all gosh. about six. Wait, can I say one more thing about of this? Course. Really fast? Yes. The other thing I want to say to you guys is that, is that, um, is that none of this works. However, I would not be doing you a favor if I didn't share with you that none of this works if you're not paying attention to your numbers. It's so true what my godfather said to me. I didn't know my numbers and I love numbers. And you've got to know which numbers to look at, but you've got to, you deserve to have to pay yourself and to pay yourself well. And I'll tell you the other thing I feel like that sometimes happens is that, is that people will, well, actually, let me say it this way. If you need help, like if you're are you paying yourself consistently? Like you got to ask yourself that question. Do you have your inventory under control? Do you have a well-performing team so that you can get away from the store and be able to re, to, to re, reinvigorate yourself, refresh yourself? Do you have a consistent flow of traffic? I'll tell you, if you don't have the first three things going on for you, paying yourself, your um, inventory under control and your team doing well, then you can't focus on number four. And I feel like what happens so much is that we're all looking for that bright, shiny Band-Aid to get more people in the front door. You know, we're all thinking that, oh, I know what I'll do is that I'll work on reels and I'm not going to bother looking at my numbers because I don't want to. And I understand that it's not a fun, sexy thing, but you guys, literally, if you're going to get more people in your front door, but you're still not paying yourself like me, like how, and I, I was just spending the money on other things. It's like, you've got this hole in your store and money is actually going out of it. That's what's happening. And I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. I get so, so I just wanted to make sure that you guys know that you're, that you're keeping that picture in mind because I just want the best for you. And as, as I know, Crystal does too. Yes. Well, and I'm so glad that you said that because I actually say this in the trailer for this show. I can drive traffic to your store all day long. But if you don't have the right products or price or customer service or selling, cross-selling, upselling, you're not managing your books. You don't know your numbers. You're, you're paying way too much for your rent. All the things. It's not going to matter to have that foot traffic. You can't have that hole in your business. And then you're spending the time creating these reels. The reels are not going to fill that hole if those things are not fixed. So I'm really glad that you said that. Yeah. Okay. That's what I love about talking to you is I really feel like working together, this yeah. is what, that's why so many of my people are your people and so many of your people yep. are my people because they're people who are dedicated to to improve and to get better. And uh, I actually put together a whole, a little training about this too, that, um, that, that I know that it's, that you can find, I'll give you the, uh, well, the link is just retailmavens.com forward slash crystal media. And we yeah. should put it, I know that you'll put it in the notes and everything, but I just want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself so you can keep serving and spreading that love and passion that you have. And the reason why you started your store with your entire community. Exactly. I mean, let's talk about this freebie now. We'll totally link to it, but we've got free training, how to increase sales so you can consistently pay yourself and your staff, retailmavens.com slash crystal media. Don't wait to go get that. Uh, Kathy has such great training. You're going to want to access that and um, and dive right in. All right. Speaking of diving right in, we're going to do All our right. resilience around. These are six questions with rapid fire answers to help retailers be more resilient. Kathy, what is a the, one of the best business books? Okay. So I actually have two. The first one for if you're just getting started and for you to have a vision for where you can go to is the E-Myth because that really... 
talk, talks to you about creating systems and creating freedom. And then the next thing to do is to read Made to Stick by the Heath brothers, H-E-A-T-H, because it's about how to get your brand to stick in people's heads for marketing and for growth. It's fascinating. Awesome suggestions. I'm actually listening to E-Myth again right now because it is so good. I'm like, I need to revisit this. Um, best retail technology, like an app or software? Um, gosh, you know, Shopify is really killing it with online for sure. And then, of course, I wouldn't... I have to say QuickBooks because, you know, it's, it is the accounting tool that everybody uses. And um, I'm not saying that you have to be best friends with it, but you can't be afraid to talk to it. <laughs> mm, absolutely. How do you keep up with the ever-changing retail landscape? I'm, I'm so blessed because of how and what we do, we work with our clients, our one, our, especially all of our one-on-one -on -one clients, so deep in the trenches with them. So we know exactly where all the sticky points are and whatever is going. But then in addition... To, so I know like that's how I follow the trends of what's actually happening in independent retailers' lives and how people, why people stay with us for so long. But then the other thing is that I really love to be inspired by, you know, like the best of best for, for customer experience. Like I love Gary V for customer experience. He's got some great information about that. Um, for economics, like always knowing like how do people respond to recession and all that kind of stuff. The Wall Street Journal is fabulous for that. For trends, um, the business of fashion is a fabulous Instagram site to, to follow, the business of fashion. And then the Harvard um, Business Review also is amazing, but also in the same way that Crystal loves wine. And so she kind of turns everything to wine. I love music and live music so much. I our whole family does. And so I follow the music business so closely because success and failure happens so fast there. I mean, you guys at the Super Bowl just a couple weeks ago, Rihanna, did you notice when she was strutting down that runway, she paused and powdered herself and put on lipstick? Sure did. <laughs> and do you know how much of her Fenty makeup was sold in the next 24 hours? Like mind boggling. Just that yeah. little bit of a stop. And I was thinking to myself, like, if I would think that, that, oh, my gosh, it's going to be awkward to put that in the middle of it. You know, like, I wouldn't have thought of adding it. But shit, boy, she and Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, I, I like to ask myself all the time, what would Taylor Swift do? Because she is fabulous at marketing. Um, she does such a great job. So I know I answered that very long, but um, I, I just love to take all that stuff and then turn it into action steps to get my store owners more uh, profit and better sleep. I mean, those are fire resources and such great tips. Now, because retail is ever changing and you are a small business owner, how do you recharge your batteries? Oh my gosh. I recharge my batteries um, by intentionally planning my time off and not mm. leaving it to chance. Because if that doesn't happen, then you don't, um, you don't achieve anything. We teach our team specifically in the, I mean, our people specifically in the summer and at Christmas to create a manifesto, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, well, I don't know what other word to use, but my point is you're stating what it is that you want to have experienced during this time period. So that come the end of the summer or the end of the holiday season, you can say you had a good season. And so by being intentional and but declaring what you want to do, it makes all the difference in the world. Time just flies by, doesn't it? Like crazy. And so we have to be so intentional. Yep. It's such a great point. It does. And if you don't schedule it, if it, I always say if it doesn't, if it's not scheduled, it doesn't exist. So yeah. you have to get it on there. Mm -hmm. um, to help retailers be really rooted in success, what's a foundational best practice that relates to profits? Know your numbers. If you don't know what numbers to look at, ask me. I'm here for you.
Yes. Beautiful. Really, truly do. Kathy is the best resource. What do you think the future of independent retail looks like? (laughs) Um, With every fiber in my being, I know that independent retail, the future of independent retail is so bright. You need, you're going to need your shades. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I had some right now to put yeah, on. Yeah, that would be an awesome moment. Kathy puts on her sunglasses. Because <laughs> it's so true. There's so yeah. much information. You have so many great resources. And um, yeah, you guys, I'm so excited for you and what's available for you. I so agree, Kathy. And I feel like, again, when people zig, you zag. Like, I, yeah, people shop online, but people are wanting experiences. People are wanting community. They're wanting connection. We want connection more than ever because of technology and the pandemic and all that. So I think that the independent retail and, and brick and mortar is not dying. It's just a matter of evolving to stay up to date uh-huh. and really uh-huh. adapt for your customers and what their wants are. Um, Kathy, th- I honestly, I'm like, wow, this was, you had a ton of fire in this and value. Thank you for bringing it. Uh, l- please share where, well, I'm going to say this again. We've got our free training, how to increase sales so you can cons- consistently pay yourself and your staff at retailmavens.com slash crystal media. Where can people connect with you, Kathy? We're retail mavens everywhere on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, yeah, so just just look for us there and ask any question, any question at all you have. We're here to serve you. We're happy to help, as uh, as Crystal always says. In fact, I tell Crystal she says that so much that every time I hear that phrase, "happy to help," I think of Crystal Media. <laughs> Yay! Well, that makes me very happy. That's uh, because we are we are so happy to help and definitely reach out to Kathy if you need any help. Take action on what you learned today. There's a lot of gold in here, Kathy. Thank you so much for your time. And you come to Evolve, you guys. You can't believe how much your business is going to change from the inside out. This isn't just about giving you things to do. It's about identifying obstacles in advance that could slow you down and trip you up. That's what we're going to do. Absolutely. Go to evolvecrystalmediaco.com slash evolve. And we'll link to that as well. We still have some tickets available. We're so excited for our in-person event. It's going to be epic. And just a reminder that I am rooting for your success and have a great week ahead. Bye. Bye. Happy retailing. Thank you so much for being here. It means the world to me. Don't forget to join the Rise and Shine newsletter, which is social media news you need to know, sent via email every Monday morning. Go to crystalmediaco.com slash rise to join. And don't miss the newest episode of Rooted in Retail, which drops every Sunday morning.